Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you on a wonderful Thursday, April the 2nd. Uh, no soccer for the LA Galaxy, but still lots and lots of talk for us to get to. Uh, if we have our fingers crossed and everybody is thinking all happy thoughts, we'll be joined by Sean Franklin, uh, former LA Galaxy defender, uh, time MLS Cup champion here a little bit later in the show, so we'll look forward to that. Uh, we're also going to get you through our bracket. Remember, we're counting down some of the best LA Galaxy teams ever, and we have some matchups coming up. Uh, also going to get you through a little bit of the news and everything else, and it'll help you do that. The show, man, the the legend of the it's going all right this is uh it's nice to be back it's nice it is, to see your face yeah we're on camera now again I, I, I had to you know clean up get do a little quarantine cut get everything ready to go so but but it's good it's good to be back get in get in, in the normal routine again what are we going to talk about i have no idea but uh it, it should be a fun we're going to we're going to figure out something. That's all that really matters. We will figure out what we're going to talk about as we go along, uh, but we're just happy to be back. Uh, as you can see in our quarantine studios, which, by the way, Eric, yours is your quarantine studio much better than my quarantine studio. I would just like to say, oh, there was a, was there say, was a gap right where your head went. I didn't even notice listen, that. That was great. I, you, you, you've, I learned from the best. You know, I'm a pro. You know, don't waste any unnecessary space. Again, I got yeah. now I got to stay center. Otherwise, it throws <laughs> off uh, the dimensions on the live. <laughs> well, uh, we wanted to do this, and certainly uh, we wanted to get back in front of everybody. Uh, the LA Galaxy uh, and Major League Soccer still targeting that May 10th date, um, which is quickly going to go out the window, um, and we all know that that's going to happen. So uh, I don't think really that's going to be a surprise to anybody. Um, but what did happen today and the little bit of news that we were able to bring you and something that we told you last Thursday would probably happen again uh, whenever we had uh, whenever we had this show this week on today uh, is that Major League Soccer extended the team training moratorium uh, once again. Now, Major League Soccer has extended the team training moratorium through and including Friday, April 24th. Uh, that means that all MLS training facilities will remain closed to all players and staff with the exception of players requiring medical treatment or rehabilitation under the direction of the team medical staff that cannot be formed performed from the safety of their residents. Uh, this they also once again said that they expect players to stay within their home do home domiciles, so basically in the same areas where they were, um, and uh, and see how that and and they try not to let people relocate unless they absolutely have to. So um, nothing has really changed on that front. I don't think anybody's expecting anything that has really changed. Um, but Eric, whenever you uh, look at this, it, it's certainly clear that you know we're not exactly you know a week away from uh, from from soccer suddenly resuming. Yeah, a week away would have been hopeful. I think when they said May 10th, you thought, well, maybe if everything goes right, May 10th could be, you know, a closed door day where things start going off. But it, the way things are going right now, uh, I know the state just, uh, California just announced that uh, schools are closed for the rest of the year. School's still in session. Um, but again, the campuses will stay closed. So that's going to be through end of May, you know, beginning of June for a lot of schools. So it, I would imagine that, you know, this extension... These, we're going to keep hearing about these moratoriums, these extensions. And I think, you know, best case scenario, uh, you know, work free and clear of this by maybe June, mid-June, uh, July. And then you start to have to ask questions is uh, what type of season can you have if you start in June? I mean, I know you can go until December, but um, that really is not you're not going to be able to get a full season. I think we could throw uh, a compacted full season out the door. The question now is going to be, is there going to be a season at all? Uh, I think that's really the big question moving forward. Yeah, if you had to guess right now, if you were going to flip a coin, if you were going to give it 50-50 one way or the other, so you have to make a decision, um, you know, are you saying yes, that they'll play some soccer this year, or is it no, there will be no soccer played this year? I'd put my money on no. I would say that the league, I, I think if I were to flip a coin, I'd put my money on that coin landing on, uh, you know, no, no soccer this year for MLS. 
Yeah, I, I don't think that that's unreasonable. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I keep going with this now, which is sort of that uh, you look at this, Eric, and you say that some money is better than no money. So, you know, could you play any sort of soccer in the summer? Could you do something, you know, until things uh, basically in the way certain predictions are going, you know, could this recur in the fall? So, you know, maybe you have a clean summer and maybe the fall is out the window. Um, I just feel like that Major League Soccer and, uh, yes, the financial stability of the teams, um, certainly seems like it's okay. Um, I don't expect any teams to go out of business, but it's also, you know, you, are you going to have to pay a full payroll to everybody this year? Um, you yeah. know, and that type of thing that's really going to drain the coffers. And so can you get some money by playing some games behind closed doors is really what we've sort of been discussing on all the shows. Yeah. And we saw a lot of big off season signings happen this summer, but so these teams are going to take a hit financially. You know, I'm going to, you know, quote my friend, Joe exotic. I will never financially recover from this, you know, so again, Tiger King, you know, helping us through this quarantine. But I think there are some teams that are probably not going to be splashing cash on transfers uh, whenever the next season resumes. I think that'll definitely be an impact. And um, yeah, so I I get what you're saying. They're going to want to recoup some costs. I think best case scenario, I, I know I flipped that coin and said, if I had to flip a coin, it'd be no soccer. But, you know, realistically, the truth's probably somewhere in the middle. I think there'll be some soccer, but it will most likely be either behind closed doors or something strictly modified in full stadiums. I don't think we're going to see that this year. Yeah, that's uh, that seems like a, it's sort of a wish. I'm, by the way, I'm with you. If we're if I'm flipping a coin, I'm saying no soccer this year either, at least not the way uh, it currently is. I thought it was interesting. I saw on uh, on Twitter. Uh, on the Twitter sphere, people were putting out sort of their ideas of how you could play some seasons and how you could do some things. Uh, somebody sort of said, let's go full World Cup, uh, you know, group play brackets, uh, break them down into a bunch of different groups and just have everybody play. Um, you I know, like I'm MLS. Yeah, I, I kind of think it's fun. It's a fun idea. If you have a really shortened season and you have like the small window where you think you can play, even if it's behind closed doors. Um, yeah, you can do like the, the California teams, the Texas team. You can you can make it regional, make it work. I could see that working. And, and, and if I'm MLS, I throw out an I throw out the MLS Cup that, that year. Then it's not like you're playing for an MLS Cup. You're playing for you know the coronavirus cup. I, I don't know. You know we have to come <laughs> up with probably a better name like? than that. <laughs> um, but no, I, you sit there and you do that. Um, you know, here's the crazy thing about all this, and it, it's certainly a position that I've evolved to right now, which is everybody says, well, playing games behind closed doors is just going to be too weird. Um, it won't be weird at all whenever we've now been used to no soccer during the soccer season. And so if if given the chance of seeing two teams play each other in an actual competition and they can do it safely, which again is a whole question mark that I don't know, well, I'm certainly not qualified to answer, but um, if they can do that, then uh, we're put in a position where it's like, I will absolutely, absolutely watch a closed door soccer game over no soccer game, like in a heartbeat. Yeah, if we're, if we're getting a few hundred views for people watching a FIFA simulation, then I think they'll gladly welcome those closed door games. As and I'm I'm of that camp where it's it'd be weird. It's not the same, you know. With I'm sure the the mics on the field when there's goals, it's just kind of weird. You just hear the players celebrate. I know when we've seen some closed door games because of uh, teams who have had to ban fans and things like that. It's always an odd scenario. But at this point, I'd I'd gladly welcome back, um, you know, some closed door soccer as opposed to nothing at all. Yeah. Um... It's funny. I actually remember one of the first games I ever remember actually hearing players yell at each other um, was, I I think, a U.S. Open Cup game that got played at Cal State Fullerton back in the day. Um, This was probably, what, 2009, 2010, 2011, right in there. It was in those years. They still played Open Cup games at Cal State Fullerton. I was going to say, that's even getting a little bit late. I know they played those Fullerton games in the earlier years. Um, They did. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. if. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think they stopped doing that around 09, 10. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, but I remember that there was a U.S. Open Cup game at Cal State Fullerton. And I remember hearing Mike McGee screaming at people on the field. And it was so much fun to listen to because you could hear everybody. <laughs> uh, you could hear everything that was going on. So it was great. I mean, you know, I, I don't care. Have the field mics out there. I think what you're going to find is you're going to pick up a lot of F-bombs. And uh, I'm certainly yeah. <laughs> uh, all, all in for that. Let's do it. And I, th- I think we've learned to evolve. I know when we were watching um, the Kobe Bryant tribute, the memorial check let an f-bomb loose on live tv there i think we're evolved to where you know no i don't think anyone's going to write any letters if uh someone throws an f-bomb because chicharito misses a goal i mean it's all i think it comes with the territory have you been on next door have you seen what people complain about <laughs> you know what i i did next door after i moved for that very reason so you know what i i rescind my comment i i don't like to back off from my stance but you're absolutely right someone will write okay. a letter 
Yeah, yes, they absolutely will. Uh, they'll probably just post it on Nextdoor, thinking That's that people true. who are doing the bad things are somehow <laughs> going to read Nextdoor. I, I don't know. I don't. I never understood that. Um, but anyway, no. So, uh, I mean, that's still the, the the reality that we're living in right now is that something is going to have to happen here eventually. Uh, somebody's going to have to make a decision. And this whole waiting and quote unquote, we still plan on playing a full season is a lot of fun to say out loud. Um, but it's unrealistic and it seems to be that way. And uh, it just I, I just wouldn't be surprised. And and here's the thing, though. If you can't play soccer this this season, you can't play any soccer. That's that's kind of almost okay for Major League Soccer. Remember, this was their 25th anniversary, right? This was the year they were supposed to be like, hey, look how far we've come in 25 years. And there were all these things planned. You, you just do a redo. Redo it next year. This year never happened. Nothing ever happened. The two games that got played never got played. I was going to um, say, if you're a Galaxy fan, that's that's music to your ears to delete those first two games and, uh, I, and start I, over. But you're right. This is not, this is no way to have your, you know, silver anniversary so, you know, redo it. I agree. You know, if they're going to do another, you know, a season, announce that next season is the 25th season. And whatever happens this year is the, uh, you know, Coronavirus Cup. Again, we're going to workshop that name. But, uh, you know, make, make something happen and rename it. But the 25th season should actually begin next season. Yeah. If everything pans out. Yeah. Yeah. If everything pans out, even for next season, I mean, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's a question mark certainly. And I think we're all, I think we all expect that next year, uh, we'll have a little bit better understanding, but, um, that's a long ways away. Uh, we're talking about, uh, it was funny. My son turned uh, four months old today and we had to go take him to get his four month old shots. And then afterwards oh. we had to make an appointment for a six month checkup. And the nurse was like, I'm assuming things are going to get back to normal. So let's just go ahead and book you like in the morning, you know, in the afternoon, if you want the afternoon, because they were doing different types of visits, depending on what time of day it is right now, everything. And we're like, let's just, yeah, let's, let's pretend, let's pretend everything's going to be normal. I like that. That's uh, I like that, that thinking. And I think that if you're looking at major league soccer and what you're going to do, you know, I think Joe um, in the chat room um, actually he's asked a great question. He says, what about the expansion teams though? They're already bleeding money like Miami. You already knew that you're not going to make any money this year. And you're not going to make any money next year. Right. But you didn't expect to have the whole cut into your wallet that it certainly was. You have zero money coming in and all the budgeting forecasts that you had, uh, is basically all just money sending out right now. Um, I don't worry about Miami because Miami has a, a billionaire, uh, backing them. Um, that's not a problem. I worry more about Nashville just because they seem to be more on a budget than everybody else. Um, but I still feel coming into the season. Yeah, that's true because the the league uh, or their stadium didn't get started when it was supposed to get started. And there was all this other stuff. Um, you know, I'd worry about somebody like Cincinnati who um, had to fire their coach right before uh, the season started. Just because they don't seem to be on on solid footing, uh, you might even look at guys like at teams like Minnesota. Now, Minnesota should be in a great position, but Eric, they just they just built a brand new stadium. Um, and so trying to pay for that stadium and do all that stuff is still, you know, top of their mind right now. Um, so there's, there's still a lot of questions sort of be answered again. I feel like MLS is going to weather this okay for, for a year, even if they don't play soccer, but, uh, we're going to be lying if we think that either the league itself is not going to be hurting, um, that teams themselves aren't going to be hurting at the LA galaxy with AEG as their owner, isn't going to be hurting, uh, coming out of this season. And I think, uh, Colorado is another team. It seems to always have, uh, you know, issues with revenue coming in, even though they're, you know, owned by a billionaire, you know, who, who's pretty well known. Uh, you know, just side note, maybe they could have used that new L.A. Rams logo for Colorado, who repurposed it there, because that thing's not pretty. Um, but for all the talk of when the, the negativity that MLS gets for single entity, I think this is something where it works in its favor, where you have a, everyone's a franchise of that single entity. So you are going to have your individual franchises that hurt. But in the end, the league as a whole is connected. And so I think that if the league as a whole survives this, they're going to be able to kind of keep those other clubs afloat, which, to be honest, is what, you know, the big clubs have done for this league uh, in the last, you know, 10 to 15 years. Uh, our good friend Delmi uh, is in the chat room and uh, Delmi says that uh, she said the NBA was considering flying all teams to one city, basically quarantining. And this is stuff Kevin and I talked about on Monday, uh, which is could you fly everybody to South Dakota? Um, and, yeah. you know, it, and almost and like an Olympic you, village model. Yeah. Yeah. Olympic village. That's basically quarantined inside. So it's quarantined inside. You can't go outside. Everything happens inside. You get bus to games, you know, the whole deal. Um, so a lot of testing too. has to happen. Yeah, I know it, a lot of testing would have to happen. A lot of things would have to advance in order for that even to be plausible. Um, but I actually like the idea. I don't think it's a horrible idea because they were talking, the EPL was talking about taking everybody to the Midlands, basically the center of, uh, of the UK. 
um, and then having all the teams go there and just playing at one or two stadiums like constantly, just rolling yeah. one and two, one and two, you know, just yeah, like an, I'm uh, here for uh, that. Like the it's like the Thunderdome. Just throw throw them in the steel cage and just see see who comes out. I'm all for that. So that that actually does make sense. You know, I I, I would not be opposed to them all going to a neutral location where there's test constant testing going on and making sure everyone's healthy and if they can you know, power through a season, then more power to them. I think, you know, back to my point about single entity and pro rel, I think in England, that's more out of necessity because of promotion and relegation. Uh, they need to figure that out, you know, for next season. Uh, for, with the MLS season, that's not necessarily high on the list, but if they see it successfully done and the Premier League has led the world in a lot of the things that they do. So if, if they see it working there, that's definitely, I wouldn't be surprised if MLS copies that idea. Good call, Dylan. Yeah. Yeah, Delmi's uh, Delmi's a genius like normal, um, and that's why uh, she does a great job covering the LA Galaxy. Um, you know, the LA native, by the way, in the chat room also says the Diggs Complex has what eight fields play out the season at at at, at Digley Hill Sports Park with all the uh, stuff in there, all the empty well, hotels. Your, Come on, yeah, that was your idea for you know the, your preseason tournament with all the fields there and just kind of have an open thing. Make that the season instead of the preseason and just put everyone there. Why well, am I not making again, a zillion dollars, Eric? Why why is MLS well, not paying for me for all this stuff? Because we're proposing an idea that puts hundreds of people in one location at once, which is exactly the opposite of all the advice of medical professionals right now. That's why there's oh. an issue with that, that model. <laughs> small technicality. Yeah. Small technicality. Yeah, but still, uh, that's the biggest yeah, but, but yeah, but still of the night. Uh, hopefully just a couple minutes here away from having, uh, Sean Franklin join us. So hang in there and, uh, hopefully we'll make that connection. I, I have my fingers crossed with all this where this is, uh, this is a little bit of a, of a jump in technology for us trying to do all this. Yeah. You know, it was funny the other day we were, when, uh, Sebastian Leggett was on, uh, BSI, the podcast, and we were kind of making fun of their, their setup and their audio. And here we are. <laughs> they right, were, right they were ahead in, of the curve, right? Yeah. We, we were, no. we're basically copying their model now. So. Our podcast beef that we started, uh, we take it back. <laughs> no, no, we don't. You know why? This is still better than that podcast. This is not even close, actually. Um, we just true. don't have We've Sebastian Legette opening up and telling us all of his Zlatan secrets. That's really what we were missing. <laughs> I don't know that they were secrets. He was yeah, talking out of school there, but that's all right. That's a show for another day. Uh, well, let's talk real quick. Yeah, yeah, or, or we can talk now. Um, <laughs> let's talk real quick about uh, MERS put on a, an Instagram live concert last night on LAGalaxy.com. Can I, I want to make a couple observations because everybody knows that my taste in music is horrible and that I love Taylor Swift. Um, I mean, that pretty much Britney Spears, you know, um, there's there's a whole bunch of them I could probably go on with that are just, you know, probably questionable tastes on my side. Maybe not, Eric. You and I tend to to, to have the same t type of music. I was going to say this is what, what problem when you put us in the same room. We're... we're Similarly, have poor taste. So we share the same. <laughs> or some five uh, seconds of Taylor summer. Swift. Maybe we should have worn yeah, our shirts. Yeah, yeah. Five seconds of summer. The Taylor Swift uh, song bracket was one of the first things we did in quarantine. So maybe we're not the the same crowd that goes uh, and checks out Mers. But I will say that you know I was kind of in and out of uh, the LA Galaxy live streaming his concert, and it was it was it was very cool. And I think to have the you know two white guys sit here and tell you that you know the underground rapper was a cool show, but it was. You know he had his kids jumping in and out. You had a lot of people in the great. chat room interacting. You know, he was telling stories about the songs. He was taking requests, shouting people out, uh, shouting cities out. So, you know, the love that, that that man has for the club and representing the LA Galaxy, uh, you know, he's a great ambassador for the club. And then he has the talent on top of it. And, and to do that, and, you know, no microphone, just there playing a song and just kind of freestyling in front of, uh, you know, in front of the camera there uh, and then doing his songs. It, it was a lot of fun to, to watch. I wasn't couldn't catch the whole thing, but, you know, I was dropping in and out and it was very well done. So kudos to the LA Galaxy. Kudos to Merce for making that happen. It was uh, it was tons of fun. Um, all, my observations were that one, uh, I mirrored this right on the TV um, because I thought it was time for for uh, Jake to sort of see uh, Mers and experience that. Um, I love that it was uncensored because that's who Mers is and that's how it should be. Yeah. And it was on the LA Galaxy account. And I love that they went for that and said didn't say, hey, dude, could you keep it? No. No, he's yeah. he's an artist. He's a performer. This yeah. is what he does. And we're 100 percent behind that. And I thought it was amazing. He was having people shout out where uh, where they were at. Uh, by the way, I did catch a couple Pipo Rivera's in there. Um, and oh, so wow. well shout done. out to all my Pipo Rivera people. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, very. So, yeah, that uh, was, the interaction is what surprised me the most is because, um, you know, with these times, there's a lot of artists putting up concerts. But to see him 
you know, reading the chat. And, and, and the cool thing for me is, you know, having the Instagram page at Galaxy Profile, if you're not already following, uh, you know, people that like and comment on our stuff, seeing them pop up, it's like, oh, hey, I know that person. They comment on our stuff. They're commenting there. So that whole community feel to it, it just felt like an LA Galaxy family event, which was cool. Uh, if anything comes out of this whole uh, quarantine thing, it's that artists putting on Instagram live concerts needs to be a thing, especially artists who are in quarantine who start like pouring themselves drinks and just be like, what, what song do you want to hear next? What song do you want to hear next? Let's do it. Let's play that. Oh, man, I love that song. Oh, can you cover this song? Oh, well, I've never tried. Let me try it right now. Oh, you get to see the genius in action. And it's like they're right there in your living room. And you get it's it's just amazing. The LA Galaxy did a great job. MERS did a great job. Yeah. I will effort to get MERS on the show because um, I always thought it was out of place because we're, I'm the, I'm the whitest person that anybody knows, <laughs> but, but I'll be, uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan now. Um, I got his, I got his albums on my, uh, on my, uh, on my uh, playlist. Yeah. My Spotify that I'm, I've been rolling mm -hmm. through. So I, I, I say, why not? Yeah. Fair, yeah. Again, MERS follows me. So again, this was a big moment when MERS started following me on, uh, on Twitter. So we're going to reach out to MERS at some point, have him on the show. And I think, um, if there's one thing that I've learned since kind of throwing myself in, uh, you know, with the galaxy community is that there's no, there's no boundaries. Uh, uh, we know we all support the same club. So when you get together with people, there's people who like different music, people who have different political views, people who have all types of different tastes, but what brings us together is the love, love for the club. And so what I've learned is people who I may never have interacted with in, in life outside of, outside of the club, I'm finding myself having interactions with them, you know, via social media and, and at the stadium. And so that, that's kind of the one thing that I've learned is that there's, regardless of what your taste is, what you're into, uh, this is the, the one great unifier is sport. And that's, a, that's an awesome thing to see. It is. It's, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, so that was great as well. Um, we, you know, people were saying that they were so desperate for soccer, Eric, that they're actually watching our, our FIFA streams as well. <laughs> and so I wanted to, I wanted to pivot into that, um, before hopefully we have, uh, Sean Franklin joining us here. And if not, I've just mentioned his name 17 times in a show of which he doesn't appear, but, um, I talked to him yeah, today. Was, so uh, yeah, I was say, you're the pro you, you should know better than to, you know, drop the name and say, maybe we'll have a special guest, but you just, you just went for it, which I like. I was like, what? Well, I was like, why not? Yeah, caution to the wind. We'll 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 just we'll just roll with it whenever we can. Um, but no, we have uh obviously we jumped the gun on the Sporting Kansas City game. So the Sporting Kansas City game is supposed to be played this weekend, um, yeah. but we did it last weekend. So go check that out on our YouTube channel, Corner of the Galaxy. Type it in, uh, LA Galaxy with a uh a, a, an understated one nothing win. Uh, Chicharito with a with a pretty good uh, showing in that game. They dominated most of the game, so you know they should have won that game based on those little digital players' efforts that they they put in. Uh, so it was nice to see them walk away because SKC had some moments at the end where they could have stolen a point. So it was nice to see uh, the fake galaxy, the digital galaxy, whatever you're calling them, to see them hold on late for a victory because that's not something this team has done <laughs> in the past couple seasons. No, no, it, it isn't. Uh, but the LA Galaxy rolling on a two-game win streak in fake FIFA land um, where we're doing that. So we are going to have another one. But this week, it's it's got to be friendly week. It's got to be like charity match week, Eric. So I want to know Spring from break. you. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Something has to happen. Uh, so who should the LA Galaxy play? Because they're not going to play anybody in MLS. I'll tell you that right now. Um, so so which team around the world? And we'd like, you know, you you to hit us um, in all of your uh, all of the comments, everything there, um, whatever you can do, go ahead and hit us in the comments and we will try to pick it out. Now, having said all of that uh, and having set everything up, I want to uh, welcome to the show uh, the former defender for the LA Galaxy. Uh, and a guy who has just recently announced his retirement just earlier this year, and it's a guy who um, is is part of the, the the fabric of this LA Galaxy history. Uh, please welcome to the show, Mr. Sean Franklin. Sean, you on the line, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. How you guys doing? Uh, we're doing great, Sean. Thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate it. No, of course, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, hey, the 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 big deal here is I have to start first. Is how are you handling quarantine so far? Uh, you know, you you've been able to find a haircut so far. You've been able to do all the stuff that you need to do. That's why I'm wearing a hat right now. If I took it off, it'd be this is this is how my hair looks. <laughs> Not I'm, bad. I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying for I a barber, man. It's probably been about I don't know, maybe six weeks since I had a cut. So the only thing I did was I trimmed I trimmed up my beard. But man, it's 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 hard out there. 
<laughs> it, it is it is hard out there. I know it's the same thing. I actually had a haircut scheduled for this Wednesday, and I was like, I was like, oh man, that's not going to happen. And uh, and I can I can barely go three weeks without it, even though I'm losing all my hair. So, um, you know, how, however that happens, it, it, it's fine. But glad uh, glad you're doing good. Glad the family's good. And, and certainly, uh, again, we appreciate you taking a little bit of quarantine time out and and to hang with us here for for a couple minutes. Yeah, for sure, of course, man. But uh, let's start. Let's start, Sean. Uh, you announced your retire- retirement earlier this year. I know I reached out to you whenever I, I saw it. Um, we had plans for you to come into the studio, but uh, this works even uh, even better right now. Uh, so, so what sort of led you to to decide that it was time to to hang up the boots? Yeah. So, well, well previous to my announcement, uh, you know, last year I didn't sign with the team. Um, I was a free agent. I didn't sign, and then um, you know, around like July, I had my baby. And um, at that time, I was like, you know what, this is what I got to focus on. Um, but I still felt that I could play. So I decided to stay fit. And I was like, you know, what? I'll try again to sign with someone, um, you know, with this offseason coming up. Um, I put myself out there. I try to speak to a few teams, try to get called into a camp at least just to show myself. Um, but, you know, at, at, at my age, you know, now now I'm 35. A lot of teams are going young, especially, um, you know, in, in my position. Uh, it kind of just made it tough for me to to get into a camp somewhere. So, um, you know, like I said, uh, you can't you can't stop time. So um, it was at that moment I was like, you know what? I think this is this is it for me. Um, you know, I'm I'm okay with deciding that. Um, you know, I can go ahead and walk away away from the game. Yeah, it's a it's a long and storied career here, though, Sean, uh, you know, drafted and brought into with the LA Galaxy in 2008. Uh, not a real memorable season, 2008, um, but it, <laughs> it quick it quickly led into 2009, um, which ended up being a really great sort of turning point for the whole team as as it goes. But I mean, you know, you came out of the gates here pretty fast in 2008, 2009 as, as sort of a real force. What do you sort of remember about that time? Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. Um, you know, one, just being drafted to. Um, the LA Galaxy, you know, uh, hometown, um, you know, and then obviously playing with, I mean, going to team with, you know, David Beckham and Landon Donovan and um, being in that spotlight. And, um, you know, I didn't know what to expect um, as far as when we were traveling and all the craziness with, you know, cameras and fans. And um, it was definitely an experience um, our first year. And I mean, throughout my whole time with LA, it was, it was kind of like that. We were, we were kind of the, um, the team to be, uh, we were always in, in the headlines with, um, things like that. And, uh, yeah, 2008 was a, it was a long year. I forget that we weren't, we weren't that good. Uh, I think we were last <laughs> in, I think if not the whole MLS, we were definitely last in the West. Um, but you know, I think, uh, 2009, we, we just turned it around and, we knew that this team should never be in that position again. And, um, you know, being a part of this team uh, for so many years and the success, uh, I mean, some really great memories, um, you know, winning championships and even getting to the ones in 09 where, where we lost. Um, it was heartbreaking. But I think um, for our team just to come from where we did in 2008 to get there in 09 and almost win it, um, you know, we knew that we could be there again. And eventually we, we were in that position in um, 2011, and I think 2011 was probably one of my funnest years, um, career-wise, as um, as a soccer player. Um, it was just right. a very special year. Um, there's probably thousands of people that would say that's one of the best years that they remember, uh, being a Galaxy fan, and um, it was just very, really special. The the team we had, the bond we had, um, it was just something about that that season that I'll never forget. Yeah, yeah, 2009, Eric, I don't know about you, but 2009, actually, I, I know the heartbreak that, that happened for Galaxy fans. It's still one of my favorite seasons to have ever followed the LA Galaxy because, uh, Sean, I don't know, it, it felt unexpected after 2008, certainly, um, you know, and Bruce Arena comes in and sort of, you know, fixes and mends some fences. Um, and then you guys came together and, and ended up, I know it was, you know, penalty kick short of, uh, of winning an MLS yeah. Cup, um, but, but it was real close. Eric, you, you have some questions for Sean? Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned being drafted uh, to the LA Galaxy and uh, drafted to a team with star power like David Beckham. A lot of players are making the rounds, like Mike McGee and Alan Gordon. They all have a David Beckham story. Do you have a a, a story or an anecdote that you remember? Uh, you know, being around someone with the appeal of David Beckham. 
Uh, do I have a story? Uh, I probably don't have as good a story as as Alan Gordon, Mike McGee. Uh, you know, those those guys are characters, and they definitely hung out around David more than I did. Um, any stories? No, I just remember it was a preseason, and we were coming back from a training session. I think we were either in Hawaii or one of the one of the Asian countries that we did that tour. And I remember that we were getting into an elevator and David's bodyguards are with him and there's this girl running and she gets blocked off. I remember just seeing her face. She was screaming and crying because she couldn't like, she couldn't get a hold of him. She couldn't say hi. And I was just like, man, like people like worship this guy. It's, it's pretty <laughs> crazy to see. <laughs> you, you, to be fair, Sean, that same thing happens to Eric all the time too. So, oh, I mean, you know, yeah. he's, he's kind of used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Much yeah. smaller scale. <laughs> uh, the, other, the other thing that I was going to um, ask is, again, now that you've retired and able to look back on a career, uh, we were just going over, you know, best Galaxy teams and best goals. Your goal versus uh, Real Salt Lake is still one that, you know, a lot of fans remember as one of the greatest L.A. Galaxy goals ever. Do you have a favorite goal or a favorite moment? I know it's like picking a favorite kid, but do you have a favorite goal or a favorite moment uh, playing on the field with the L.A. Galaxy? uh favorite goal um personally that was that was my favorite goal um that i've scored in in my career um there wasn't a lot but um that one was definitely <laughs> my favorite um another goal i'd probably say i want to say in in 2012 in the final um i want to say robbie king had a pk um at the end of the match that we that he got late and it pretty much sealed like the game. And I think just knowing that the game was over um, at that time, the score was, I want to say three to one. Uh, and then we still had some time to play, just like that feeling of like, you knew you were going to win no matter what. And um, just waiting for that final bus, I think was one of my, uh, one of my finest memories. Uh, that, that's a, a good one. I would like, I, yeah, go ahead. Because I actually, I remember that moment. And I remember because that was Beckham's farewell, the crowd was exactly. kind of chanting for him to take the penalty. Was there any yeah. thought or was Robbie never going to give anyone else a chance? No, never. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I expected to hear. Yeah. And thanks yeah. for confirming that for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, that that's funny. I, a special side note here. Um, the only goal of the year corner of the galaxy ever gave out because uh, I felt that Sean Franklin was robbed as the LA Galaxy goal of the year. Uh, he did not win the goal of the year for that RSL game uh, goal, which is just the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard in your entire life. So I actually printed out a special certificate and I gave it to, to the LA <laughs> Galaxy PR. I don't know if it ever made it to you, Sean, but I, I issued the only corner of the galaxy goal of the year award to you. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. I definitely, I don't know if I have it, but uh, just hearing you say that, it means a lot, man. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you, you, uh, I think we lost, did we lose connection? I think we're back up. Okay, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're in and out. That's that's how it goes sometimes. There we um, go. We're back. <laughs> yeah, we're back. One more time. Um, like again, the before you... versus RSL. Yeah, that's w right. Wiped out the feed. Uh, <laughs> um, no, one of the things is, you know, we talk about what it takes to win an MLS Cup and what it takes to win a championship. And, and you know, obviously uh, a veteran uh, of Major League of Soccer like you, you know, it's not just the LA Galaxy. You played for, for DC United for four years after uh, after the 2013 season, uh, played with the Vancouver Whitecaps there in 2018. So um, you have a lot of experience being on a lot of different teams. What made the 2010, 2011, 2012 teams that good because it, it seems like it's a missing thing right now for the LA Galaxy to sort of figure out how to get back to that. Um, I think what made it successful was that we kind of kept our core. Um, you know, we, we kept a lot of a lot of main pieces, and there wasn't a lot of turnover during those three years. And I think nowadays you see a lot of teams. Um, you know, they get rid of about six, seven players, and they're bringing people in, and they have different stars and stuff. Um, so it kind of makes it hard to to really have a collective group being on the same page. But like I said, for those for those you know a few years, we kept the same group, um, brought in a few pieces, and um, I think that's what made us successful and um, you know why why we were so good on the field. Awesome, Sean. Well, we appreciate it, man. Uh, I know that uh, we, like I said, we had plans to have you in the studio whenever, uh, when before this, uh, this whole thing shut us down in the quarantine. So we'll keep that invitation open. Whenever everything comes back up, we'll we'll expect you to come down and and get you in front of the camera there and hang out with us for a little bit and talk some more LA Galaxy soccer. Does that sound good, buddy? 
Yeah, no, definitely. I'll definitely cruise by once we, uh, once it's safe to get outside. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say my walk to the mailbox is my favorite walk every day. So, uh, so that's right. about it. But, uh, <laughs> but Hey, stay, stay safe, Sean. We appreciate it, man. Uh, and, and certainly For appreciate sure. all the time. You all guys right? too, man. Stay safe out there. All right. There you go. Oh, Sean Franklin. Uh, one of my favorite LA Galaxy defenders. I have a soft spot for a lot of LA Galaxy defenders there, Eric. Uh, Todd Donovan being one of them, AJ De La Garza, uh, Sean Franklin. Uh, you're talking about some of these guys who are absolutely the core of what it meant to be an LA Galaxy player in the 2009 to basically 2014 uh, you know, sort of thing there. Sean getting transferred out to, uh, to DC United basically because... Bruce said, I can't afford you anymore. I remember this was this was basically how it went. And he said, where do you want to go? And I think he, he ended up going to D.C. That's where he wanted to go, and that's where he went. Um, but what a great guy, man. That was that was awesome. Yeah, yeah and he mentioned right there, the, the key to that dynasty is keeping a core together. And so that was when we talk about the greatest era uh, in Galaxy history. That was really it, that 2009 to 2014. So he's a, a memorable piece of that. And, and what greater compliment than to say, You've played so well and earned your way to we can't afford you anymore because you've become a valuable asset. I mean, in, in a way, that's a compliment. And so, you know, he, he got his championships with the team and he went on and continued his career elsewhere. So I looked at that as as a compliment, the fact that he played his way into a position where, uh, you know, he priced himself out uh, of the galaxy. I look at it as a positive, although it was heartbreaking uh, to see him walk away because he was a core member of that defense. Although I would just like to point out that it's only a compliment whenever it's actually true and not just some ploy to, to move players. <laughs> AJ De La Garza. Um, yeah. So, so no, for Sean, it absolutely was. <laughs> and you knew Bruce did the right thing and moved him in the right place. And, and all that went uh, the correct way. So uh, great having Sean on with us. That was awesome. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think is, yeah, is there anything else that you sort of want to talk about here? Uh, we talked a little bit about our FIFA games. We will be doing another FIFA game again. You need to tell us who you want the Galley Galaxy to face this weekend, and then Eric and I will simulate that game and give you um, all of our unrehearsed, totally off-the-cuff uh, uh, commentary that we do um, because we're, don't, we're professionals. Don't let them peek in. I was going to say, don't let them peek behind the curtain. You know, that, that's all off-the-cuff stuff. Um, of course but, it is. Uh, I, I will say, if you want uh, hot chicken nugget talk, uh, you know, those FIFA feeds are the, are the place to go. Uh, and and I'll, I'll throw it out there with some teams that we were throwing out there. So if you need some ideas, we're thinking reigning European champions. I want to see how Liverpool would fare against the LA Galaxy. You know, like, uh, Lionel Messi, Barcelona team. What would they do? How would they do against uh, the LA Galaxy? I know Juventus isn't in FIFA, but we can get uh, Piedmont, I believe is what they're called. But, you know, we can get Cristiano Ronaldo, have him running havoc on, on the sidelines, see what he would do uh, to this LA Galaxy defense. So I think that'd be fun. So those are just some suggestions from me. But of course, we'll listen if we get um, feedback where one team is really you want to overwhelmingly see one team take on the Galaxy. We'll be happy to to set that up. And then the other thing, talking about FIFA, another week, got to shout out Cosmo SC. I got my hat trick this week, Josh. So this was a big yeah. milestone moment for me to, to get three goals in one game. Shout out to my Cosmo SC two teammates, because, again, we had two squads. So I was on the reserve squad there, but I was able to be fed by all of the lovely uh, FIFA players of Cosmo SC. So again, they're on Twitch, they're a fun time. So there's a soccer void out there. And so I know a lot of people are finding their, their way to fill that void. Cosmo SC is one way to do it. So if you're not already following, you can follow who is Kylo on Twitch and he's streaming the games every Wednesday. And we have some pretty, some pretty deep squads. I think we had like 28 players uh, last night. That's, so if, you, if you're interested in playing, join the squad. It's not just, you know, stay and watch. You can play, play and join the chat as well. So I've been having a lot of fun with that, with that in addition to our FIFA games. We, we've been, I don't know, pull behind the curtain. We've been challenged on, on, yeah, on this. We we, it, we, it is a corner of the galaxy has been challenged, I believe, by, uh, by the squad cast guys, uh, Riot squad cast guys. Uh, so Chris Tucker and Ed over there, uh, and then you and I. I said I would absolutely do it as long as I had to do relatively nothing. Um, and so uh, I say? put this in your capable hands. So as soon as we can figure out a, ga- a date to actually make that work, we're, we're, it's, we're doing it. Yeah, totally. To- big shout out to the Riot squad cast guys. A lot, of, a lot of fun talking with those guys. So I'd be happy to set that up. And I've been you know, doing my scouting uh, on Cosmo FC, so... I'd be happy to captain our squad uh, up against them. And again, why not? (laughs) Hey, uh, before we want to get out here as well, we also have our bracket that is going on right now. Uh, You mentioned it a little bit whenever we were talking to Sean. I think we mentioned it a little bit before, but we do have the quote-unquote Final Four um, who will be facing off against each other. Oh, is it the Elite Eight? Do I actually have to? Elite Eight, yeah, the quarterfinals. Okay, perfect. So um, so the Elite Eight. 
Yes, <laughs> th- there it is, of course. Um, and so so there, it's the Elite Eight. We're, we're almost there. Um, but there are some, uh, quote-unquote, juicy matchups. We knew the first round was going to be kind of yawn-tastic, and it was. Um, I don't think we anybody think buddy was really surprised. Again, we uh, we went through and Eric uh, seeded everybody by points per game, historical points per game. So that way we would have, you know, the understanding. There's lots of variation in that, though, Eric. Was it a good year for the Western Conference? Was it a bad year for the West? Was it a good year for the league? Was it a bad year for the league? How good are these teams? And I think now you're going to start to see that. So uh, a one versus nine seed of 1998 um, versus the 2012 uh, season that is a juicy one altogether because uh, uh, we have an MLS Cup in this uh, as the number nine seed, which is crazy because 2012 might be one of the best LA Galaxy teams ever. It might be a top three best LA Galaxy team ever, but it's a nine seed. So are we going yeah, to get the upset there? To me, they're a dark horse. The 2012 team is personally my favorite team because when you look at who was on that team, to me that was the best LA Galaxy squad, top to bottom. Uh, so to me, even though they're a number nine seed, they're kind of my dark horse, depending on how you rate these. Is it based on their form against other MLS teams of that year? Or are you talking if we were to play all these teams in a fantasy world against each other, who would win? And I think 2012 has a has a pretty good shot. So we might see our first real upset. But you perf- you, you nailed it at, at the beginning. I think there were the, the only upset was the 2012 squad beating the 2009 squad, and it was a nine ver- over an eight. So it's not even that big of an upset. So right now is when the matchups get juicy because you have that 1998 high-flying high offense against an MLS Cup winner. And again, out of the five MLS Cup champions, four of them are in the top eight. Again, 2005 didn't make the bracket because um, their points per game in the regular season, they truly backed into that postseason uh, when they went and won that cup. So they didn't make it. But out of the four MLS Cup contenders that are in the tournament, they all made it to the next round. So we're going to see how they fare. You know, 2012 against 98. We have 2002 versus 2001. I think that's going to be another interesting one as well. Yeah, uh, 2011, uh, one of the most solid. Again, uh, you're talking about a team that was supremely talented, uh, an MLS Cup winner and a Supporter Shield winner, the only double that is on this list, uh, I believe, right? Because 2002 wasn't yeah. an MLS Cup. Yeah, yeah okay. I, so I, I just want to make yeah, sure. And, and 2011 is technically ranked number two because of the points per game. But to me, I think they're the favorite to win it all is because they dominated the regular season and won the cup. So to me, again, I know I personally like 2012 because of their squad, but 2011, I would not be shocked if they walked away victorious with this whole thing. But, but the real dark horse, you know, you talked about 20, uh, what, 2012 being the dark horse, Mm -hmm. another dark horse. They're all dark horses. (laughs) They're all dark horses. Uh, 2014, uh, is the sixth seed against a 2010 team that was absolutely dominant. Um, there could be a lot of arguments that 2010 might've been the best LA galaxy team ever. Um, they didn't win an MLS cup. Can you, can you look past that? If they're going to play the 2014 team, who's going to win? And, uh, it was interesting because, you know, uh, everybody's looking for stuff to talk about. And, and certainly, um, the guys over extra time, uh, were looking for stuff whenever they were talking about the Mount Rushmore's of, of the LA galaxy and who would be on there. But they also talked about some of the best teams of major league soccer and Charlie Davies, uh, who played against, uh, the LA galaxy in the 2014 MLS cup. That was a new England and who got stuffed by AJ Delagarza in one of my favorite plays, probably my favorite defensive play ever in, uh, in LA galaxy history. Um, he was talking about how good the 2014 team was. So in my mind, uh, 2014 is certainly up there in terms of, of where they finished, even though they're a six seed in this. Yeah, I, if I had to, you know, we're going to give our predictions on, and again, you vote, you decide, you're the, you're the listeners, you go to the website, you're the readers, you'll, you'll make this call. But if I were to guess, I think you'd see 2012, 2002, 2011, and 2014, and those final four, all MLS Cup winners. And then now, then it gets really, really interesting, because then how do you split hairs uh, between those teams? So I, I, I could totally see it going that way. But back to the extra time uh, fiasco, I'm yes. going to call it. Yes. They had a Mount yes. Rushmore for the LA Galaxy, and they had a Mount Rushmore for the Rifles across town as well. Uh, I don't know if they know why Mount Rushmore was created, you know, a monument to honor, you know, those great people in history. And so it's kind of weird that you honor, uh, make a Mount Rushmore for a team that's only existed for a couple seasons. So that was kind of weird. And then my other so, note is that if anyone's yes. earned more than four heads on Mount Rushmore, it's the LA Galaxy. There has to be five or six heads. You can't narrow it down to four. There's been too much talent on this team to only pick four. You have to open it up. Uh, you know, five MLS Cups, at least five heads on the Galaxy Mount Rushmore. 
Well, well, see, here was their big problem, I think, is that of the four, and I think I think some Galaxy fans might look at this and say, yes, this works, and some Galaxy fans might say, no, it doesn't. But David Beckham was one of the four, which is interesting because I don't know if he actually makes the four if you're talking about the first four. Um, if you go five, yeah, I could see it. Um, but this was sort of the argument. It's like, it's like, who do you give the next statue to? And then if you're only going to give out the next four statues, all right, then then what happened? Like, it, it's you can really... Yeah, it really is one of those things that's made for sort of talk radio where you can just sit there and say, oh, yeah, yeah. this this totally works, you know, um, and you can argue it for for hours and hours. But I think at the heart of it, L.A. Galaxy fans can pretty easily give you their next four um, or next five who who should be, you know, in that in that sta- in that uh, statue era. Um, and then after that, there's probably not too many statues after that, which is kind of interesting. So where would you put other people like and and there's a hierarchy. I was talking to Chris Tucker about this and he was he was talking about the hierarchy, um, you know, Legends Plaza, Ring of Honor. And then um, what's the uh, what's the other? It's the plaques on the I was wall. Gonna say of the, it's the family restroom behind the tennis courts. I think that's the third tier. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's sometimes there is. But anyway, I mean, there's a hierarchy to these things, Eric, that you have to consider whenever you're then honoring people. And, and that just gets to me. There's too much. There needs to be <laughs> we need to pare some things down. I actually like it. I think it's like the, the pyramid. Instead of saying, you know, everyone's a Hall of Famer, you say, yeah, there's a Hall of Famer, but this they get a, a special you know level of it. You know, I think, you know, Michael Jordan's in the Hall of Fame. And so it, I, again, of course, now when I'm on the spot, I can't think of another. Uh, lesser known Hall of Famer, you know, someone like Hakeem Olajuwon is a Hall of Famer. So he's a great basketball player, but he's not Michael Jordan. So they're both in the Hall of Fame. So maybe you separate, uh, you know, them. So I, I like the idea of statue, ring of honor, plaque, men's bathroom, women's bathroom, you know, outside parking lot. So I, I like the idea of having uh, different rankings for your players. But again, there's, yeah. there, I think you could, you could build eight statues. I, I could probably name eight players that if they build statues, you could have an argument for it. Well, we'll save save it for another show. We'll just I'll make a little <laughs> note here, being we're we're always looking for things statue to talk tournament. about. Yeah, exactly. That that'll be the next bracket. Uh, who gets the statue? Here we go. Um, you know that type of thing. So uh, certainly, it's something you want to do. Uh, you can vote for these teams on cornerofthegalaxy.com. So head over there, um, and we'll have that article up probably tomorrow. So uh, we're recording on a Thursday night. Uh, it'll probably be up sometime on Friday. Uh, we'll put that up, and then basically you'll have a whole week to vote for it again, and we'll give you the results of what it is on Thursday, and we'll continue to rock and roll through this as we break down this bracket and get to who you guys vote the best LA Galaxy team ever. It's not who I decide is the best LA Galaxy team ever. Uh, I may vote, but I only vote once, just like everybody else. Um, and, uh, and you know, we'll see where it all lands on this because um, I'm starting, I, I'll tell you right now, Whenever I started this, I said 2010 is probably my best LA Galaxy team ever. I know they didn't win an MLS Cup, but they should have. And I wanted to write that wrong by making them the best LA Galaxy team ever. And I'll tell you right now, they're not my pick. I've changed my mind since we started this. <laughs> I was going to so. say, I'm going to go to the call centers. I want to start making calls on behalf of 2012. I'm going to start making my case. <laughs> we need your votes. All right. Absolutely. A uh, little schedule here for uh, for us as we continue on. Uh, just wanted to, to let you know, again, Kevin and I should at back be back on Monday night again. We'll see what news has, has sort of broken. Um, one of the things that did come out and one of the things that Kevin and I will probably talk on Monday is the first MLS player did test positive uh, for the coronavirus that was out of Philadelphia. We don't know who the player was. At least I haven't seen it named. I saw the announcement yesterday. I will tell you um, that I reached out to the LA Galaxy yesterday and asked the question if anybody in the organization has tested positive for coronavirus. And the answer was, to our knowledge, no. So nobody has and nobody has tested positive to their knowledge. Now, whenever you're talking about a staff that measures in the hundreds, there's a possibility somebody outside of that. But really, I was looking for, you know, players, some front office guys, that type of thing. And I'm sure that they that there was something there. I don't know if they would have tell, told me even if it was was true, but I was told that oh, nobody had tested positive. As I was going to say, I, I held back from making a, a statement that the L.A. Galaxy hasn't exactly been forthcoming with a lot of things, a lot of questions that we asked. But it, uh, a lesser man would have made that joke, but I'm not a lesser man, so I'm not going to make that comment. You're, you're not going to make that joke. No, the, I've I've been in constant <laughs> contact, and again, it's been crazy over there. Uh, anybody thinking yeah, it's business I, is I normal, imagine. it's not. Yeah, it, it's been tough, and and certainly just trying to get something. Uh, who's w- w- listen? We had uh, Nick DePew on the show on Monday night. Uh, we had Sean Franklin on the show tonight. We are making an effort to continue to get guests on the show and being they're not doing anything. We feel like we have a pretty good chance at this. So, having said that, I'll tell you the voice of an angel. 
um, is next on our target list. And if we can land the voice of an angel, um, then he will be on the show, whether that's on Monday night or Thursday night or however we can do it. If we have to pre-record it, however that happens, voice of an angel. And you know who that is. If you listen to the show, um, he, he hopefully will have him on because he's our next target. Um, or we'll, we'll, you know what? Chicharito, Jonathan Dos Santos, Jonathan owes me an, a, an interview in English. So, so we may, we'll, we'll work on that one too. Um, so yeah, we'll see on, how that he's goes. On, he's on TikTok, So that, that'll be our way in. We'll get Jonathan on That's, TikTok. Um, we'll have a, a TikTok battle. We'll have Voice of an Angel. My fingers are crossed for a Thursday night show so we can have a little duet. Uh, you know, I can there you go. dust off my pipes, start singing again. So we'll see. Again, exciting. Good work by you for, uh, you know, putting in the work to try to get these players on because I know a lot of the listeners out there are looking for something uh, to keep them happy, keep them in a good mood. Uh, you know, not always the best news coming out from the outside world with this pandemic. So whatever little sparks of joy that we could do, have you know, talking to Sean Franklin was great. Talking to Nick DePew, uh, that was a fun interview. So whatever we can do, we appreciate the work that you're doing, Josh. Yeah, thank you. Uh, also, I should say there's a large contingent of people working behind the scenes to make these shows happen. Uh, and so without them, uh, we would not be able to do that. It's people at the LA Galaxy and certainly people behind us as well. Uh, just being able to put this together right now has been a small technical miracle. And uh, and for that, we're, we're thankful. So uh, we'll continue to try to do this as as much as we possibly can. Um, all right, say, Eric. Uh, yeah. Production yeah, value uh, today is almost been uh, other than that you know, these little delays here and there production value today has definitely been uh, almost better than our regular live show. I don't want to slight the host, but I'm just saying, you know, very, very decent production value today. So shout out to, to all the help that we're getting in the background. Uh, it's a, it, I, I'm not going to disagree with you at all. Not even, a, not even a little <laughs> bit. All right. Uh, I think that about does it. Eric, you have uh, anything else uh, you want to talk about? No, that's good. Go vote. Let's vote for, vote for your best team. Yeah. Over a corner of the galaxy.com. All right, Eric, tell people where they can find you. You can find me at GAS Hammer on Twitter. You can also find me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P R O F O U L. And you can also follow me on TikTok at Easy Hammer. Who knows what else we'll have cooking up prior to our charity game day on FIFA. All right, that's great. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J G U E S M A N, and of course at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com for all of our articles, our videos, our FIFA stuff, all that stuff you can find right there corner of the galaxy.com want to thank sean franklin for stopping by that was a huge guest tonight uh we'll keep trying to roll them as we go for eric the portuguese hammer i'm josh patto guessman you've been listening to corner of the galaxy on corner of the galaxy.com be safe you've been listening to the corner of the galaxy podcast on corner of the galaxy.com you can follow the show on twitter and instagram at galaxy podcast And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.